0: Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. He's calling you out of that situation. He's calling you out of that bad relationship. He's calling you out and saying, I'm going to use you and my glory is going to come upon you and it's going to shock the world. Hallelujah. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. Book of Judges, the sixth chapter. Judges, the sixth chapter. And let me give you uh, the word of the Lord for today in Judges, the sixth chapter. Judges, six. This is in the Old Testament. Judges, the sixth chapter. And we will actually speak from the subject of, I've got to make it out. I've got to make it out. You'll understand more about that by and by. And I'm I'm thankful that you're praying with me and that as your pastor, you pray for your pastor uh, daily and you um, keep me lifted up before the Lord. Because, you know, the Bible declares that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Isn't that right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, how will the enemy attack your faith? Well, the Bible also declares that um, how shall they hear? How should they hear what? How should they hear a word without a preacher? So one way the enemy can attack your faith is by attacking your word carrier, attacking the one that brings you the word. Your deliverance, a portion, a great portion of your deliverance is wrapped up in your word carrier. I'm telling you, of the great portion of your deliverance of your prosperity is wrapped up in the one that carries the word of God for your life. Amen. I'm telling you, it's so, it's true. And how you relate to your word carrier, how you relate to the one that carries the word of God to your oracle that God has sent to you, how you relate to that individual or those individuals uh, determines the amount of outpouring that comes back to you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, this is why the apostles, um, even in the book of Acts, uh, they said uh, when there was a when there was an an upheaval or uproar about who's going to take care of the widows, uh, there was so much pressure on the apostles to do. Uh, You know, there's so much pressure on pastors today to do, to do, to do, to do. And really it becomes doing becomes more of a distraction from the main purpose. And uh, the apostles realized that and said, hey, it's not meat for us or it is not the best use of our time or talents to wait upon tables. He didn't say we couldn't wait upon tables. He's saying that it was not beneficial for you, that you won't receive the maximum benefit uh, from the gift of God within us if we began to wait tables. He said, but it is meet for us to continue in the word of God and continue in prayer. Why is that apostles that we may get a word for you because your deliverance, your prosperity, a portion of that is wrapped up in your word carrier. And the closer your word carrier, your man or woman of God gets to the Lord, the more they can hear from the spirit of God to read to relay a message to you. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. But if your pastor is hemmed up in doing uh, in doing mundane things, some things, of course, that need to be done. If there's no one to do it, then he has to do it. But if he is wrapped up, he or she in some places is wrapped up uh, in doing these things that the congregation can do, it is not the best use of the gift. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? It is not the best use of the gift. So as the, as a congregation, you must decide, uh, you must decide how much fruit do you want from your gift. Hallelujah. You must be proactive. You must be proactive, proactive, proactive. And as a general rule, uh, if we do nothing, nothing will happen. But if you begin to be mold, if you begin to be motivated and really make a commitment, change will come. No change will come into your life except there be a commitment. Let me give you another testimony. I was riding back down the road uh, from the conference and the Lord here again began just to speak to me as my spirit man was open to hear his voice. And he said to me, I want you to begin to make a commitment. Now, it's just he and he and I in the car there and we're just talking. And he said, I want you t- uh, to make a commitment to me. And the first thing that came up in my spirit, i want to just be honest with you. I thought, well, Lord, I want to make these commitments that you said, but I'm looking at me and Lord, you know, I'm having a trouble sometime with being continued con- with continuing in some things. Sometime I'll do it for a little while and then I'll stop. But the Lord said, listen, he said, there can be no advancement without a commitment. You won't advance without making a commitment. You've got to name a target. You've got to name a goal. You've got to set yourself. You won't advance in life without making a commitment. And in this generation today, commitment is one thing that is being lost. Marriages are breaking up because they don't want to make that commitment. And a lot of people don't even get married. They'll live together for a number of years because they don't want to commit. People don't stay on the job 30 years and all these things because they don't want to commit to one particular place. Commitment is one thing that is being lost. And unless we make a commitment, come hell or high water, I'm going to do this, that, or the other. Unless you make a commitment, there will be no advancement. There will be no growth. If nobody makes a commitment, if everybody stays around the side and says, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to do that or not. If nobody gets in, no change will come. Are you hearing what's being said today? You must make a commitment. Without commitment, there can be no change. Turn to your neighbor and tell them. Without commitment, without commitment, there can be no change. There can be no, there can be no, growth. There can be no growth. See, even our, even those of us that are in school, you have to make a commitment at the beginning of school. I'm going to make an A this year. I'm going to, I'm going to make this higher grade this year. I'm going to do better this year. That's a commitment. And when you make a commitment, it keeps you from playing on the PlayStation uh, or, or going out or, or texting or spending hours on online because, you know, I made a commitment. And because I made a commitment, I can't do all these other things. I'm going to meet my goal. And that's why I want another, another things. I, I told my wife I'm so proud of her. Uh, she made a commitment. And, and those of you that volunteered uh, for the school supply giveaway on yesterday, you made a commitment. You made a commitment to do that. You committed come hell or high water. If you had to spend your own money, you made a commitment to that number, to reaching your goal. Now, what happened? You not only attained your goal, but you exceeded your goal. Praise the Lord. And without a commitment, yeah, give the Lord a hand of praise. Without a commitment, there can be no advancement. So, do not fear making a commitment. If you do not make a commitment, you will not advance. Make a commitment. Make a commitment. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. All right. But in Judges, the sixth chapter, Judges, the sixth chapter, and we, and I, I just, just formally wanna, I wanna thank you, Holy Spirit, uh, for your awesome presence in this house. I thank you for even speaking to us as your children. I thank you. I thank you because our Lord said that our Lord Jesus said that you are the teacher, that you are the one who will lead us into all truth and show us things to come. So we acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge the, your outpouring in this place. We acknowledge you. We acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge the holy angels that are, that are in camp about, camping about us right now that are, that are ministering to us in this place. We acknowledge the anointing. We acknowledge your anointing in this place that breaks the yokes and causes change to come. We acknowledge your glory that abides in this house right now. That even even now uh, comes upon us and change is being made. Even right now as we are dwelling in your presence. And Father, it really it is my prayer today that you would teach us even more so how to minister to your presence. How to uh, facilitate your your presence how to host your presence ah lord we welcome you in this place and we love you so much now lead us we ask in the word of god today that we may grow thereby in jesus mighty name amen Alright, well here in Judges, the 6th chapter, Judges 6, we're just going to read just a little bit and we'll stop and, and talk a little bit. And uh, we just want to be encouraged today of the Lord. I came today to encourage you with, with, uh, with what thus saith the Lord. So, in Judges, the 6th chapter, verse number 1. Are you there? Amen. And it reads thusly. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years now one thing we're going to stop here just for a second one thing that you'll notice in 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 the bible especially here in the old testament as it relates to uh israel you notice that israel had a cycle things that they always did over and over again you would find that they would sin and then they would suffer usually by some sort of foreign uh king or foreign nation they would sin then they would suffer then they would cry out to god God would deliver them and then they would have rest or peace. Then after a time of rest or peace, they would sin. Then they would suffer. Then they would cry out to God. God would deliver them and then they would have rest or peace. And that's some of the cycles that, uh, that, that most of you go through. You would sin and then you suffer. Then you cry out to God. Then God delivers you. Then you have rest or peace and it goes over and over and over again but hear me the lord wants to break that cycle in you he wants you to have a continual peace he wants you to to live to live in peace to live at rest in him and the only way we're going to have that rest is to rest on what the lord jesus christ has done amen because the more you focus in on sin or the more you focus in on the law, you give sin power over your life. But the more you focus in on Jesus, and hear me very well, the more you focus in on Jesus and what he has done for you uh, upon the cross and what he has invested in you, the more you focus in on his presence, As the more you focus in on spiritual things, the more these things will be imparted into you. By the same token, uh, let's, let me give you an example. The more you focus on food. The more you'll long for food, won't you? Yeah. yeah. Let's say you're watching a television show and a commercial comes on with a Papa John's pizza. And I'm telling you, it has all the toppings. It has the, the mushroom, the onions, five different kinds of cheeses. Mmm. It has the pepperoni. It has the garlic sauce or whatever you like. Mmm. And you just happen to be hungry at that time. Like some of you are getting hungry right now. I don't know. Uh, I mean, you, you see that thing and you begin to long for it. You begin to want for it and then you begin to meditate on it then after a while you find yourself down the number papa john can you deliver to me a a, a extra crust da 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 pizza because you've been meditating on it you've been longing for it and what you long for will appear in your life let me say that again what you long for will appear or will manifest in your life if you long for the presence of the lord his presence will manifest in your life the lord said that uh, those that um hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled god said i'm going to fill you with what you're hungering for i'm going to fill you with what you're thirsting for and if you're in 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 it's true again in the world system if you're hungering uh for flesh you're gonna find some flesh out there yes you will if you're hungering for these things if you're seeking it's a principle if you seek you will find praise the lord you'll find it you'll find it but israel went through what's called these cycles they went through these cycles they they would sin and then they would um uh, they would be oppressed or, or they would suffer and then they would cry out to God and God would deliver them and, and after he delivered them, they'd have a time of rest or peace and then it'd start all the way back around again. And this is what we see here happening in verse number one of, uh, of Judges chapter six. It says again, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian, uh, seven Years. Now, let me give you some definition here. The word Midian means strife. Say Midian means strife. Uh huh, it does. And strife means a heated, often violent uh, decision, or rather, um, a disagreement. A heated or often violent disagreement. Bitter conflict. Bitter conflict. Uh, It is a struggle or a fight or a quarrel. It is contention or competition between rivals so the Bible says that that after they as they sinned, the the, the Bible says that God delivered them or he allowed them to fall under the power of strife he allowed this evil to come into their lives now somebody said now why would God allow that thing to happen well if you're in here in this building and let's say it is raining cats and dogs outside and as long as you are in this building, guess what? You're not wet. As long as the roof is good, praise God, as long as you stay in here, it is not wet. Are you with me? You won't be wet. You won't catch a cold or have pneumonia and all that stuff. But if you decide, as the children of Israel decided, well, Lord, we're going to go another way. We're going to serve another God. We're going to do other things. And you walk out the building and then you become under the power of that rain that's out there. Then you become subject to the elements. So the Bible declares here that, that Israel sinned. They walked out on God. God didn't make them get wet. They decided to get wet when they walked from under his covering. Are you with me? So this is what we see here happening in verse number 1. Now verse number 2 says, And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel, made them dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the, uh, Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou come unto Gaza and, uh, and left no substance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor ash. For they came out, uh, with their cattle and their tents And they came as grasshoppers for multitude for both they and their camels were without number and they entered into the land to destroy it. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. Do you see that? See the pattern emerging? They cried unto the Lord and, um, And the Lord sent them a word, and it came to pass, when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, because of the Midianites, uh, that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt. And brought you forth out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians. Out of the hand of all that oppressed you. And drave them out from before you. And gave you their land. And I said unto you. I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites. In whose land ye dwell. But ye have not obeyed my voice. Now the word fear here means to serve, means to honor. God said, I'm your God. Don't fear them. Don't follow them. Don't become subject to them. Don't serve them. Don't worship them. So the people of God here had been uh, caught up. They were caught up in idolatry. They were serving other gods. And because they began to serve other gods, they left God's covering, as it were, and they went out to serve another. Uh, please understand, you won't be able to serve God and mammon at the same time. Jesus said, you're not going to be able to say, serve us both. He's either going to serve me or it. You're going to love one and hate the other. You're going to cleave to one and despise the other. But you cannot serve God and mammon or you cannot serve God and another God. If they decided one, when, when they decided to serve another God, they left God and they became subject to what that God offered. Are you with me? So that's what we find there in verse number 1. Now, let's go back. We're going to get into uh, verse 11 on in just a few minutes, if the Lord is willing. But verse number 2, let me bring out a few things here that, that's really going to bless you. Uh, and if you. And I thank God that you're going to uh, heed to what the Lord is saying. It says in verse number 2, And the hand of, hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the caves which are in the mountains rather the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. Because of Midian, because of this strife, because of this harsh quarreling so to speak, the children of Israel decided that they were going to live in caves, live in dens, these little carved out places, they decided that they were just going to retreat because of this enemy that was now over their lives. Now understand this. This is what's happening to many of us today. Because of the enemy because we feel threatened, we run back and we retreat and we won't go out and face the enemy because we are so afraid. There are great many people, there are great many children of God that are afraid. And God's saying today, you've got to make it out. You've got to make it out. The Lord already has a plan for your deliverance. He's just looking for a Gideon. And the word Gideon, and we'll get to this, Lord willing. Gideon, the word Gideon means hewer, or one that cuts down. He's looking for one that's going to stand up against these adversaries. And be bold, be bold enough to confront it. The Lord already has a plan. He already is willing to deliver. He's just looking for someone that is bold enough, that is bad enough to come out from the cave, to come out from the project, to come out from the, from the mobile home, to come out from these conditions, to come out from the, um, from the low end job or from the low pay. He just wants somebody to be able to come out, come out from the boat and step on the water and believe him. He needs somebody that he can use to make a difference in the earth. Because what Gideon is about to do is going to change his entire nation. One man, God's gonna use one man to change a nation. And what I'm telling you today, that he can use you, you are that one person that God's going to use to change the nation and to change the world. Hallelujah. Because we've entered into the time that deliverance is not so much coming from the pulpit, but God's welling it up in the pew. God's, God is filling you with his boldness, filling you with this power, filling you with his conviction. God's filling you with his anointing. It is your hands that God's going to use to touch the world, to lay hands on the sick and see the sick to recover. It is your mouth that will speak the, speak, speak the word to those lost Jonas that are out there. Those lost preachers that are running from God. It is you. God wants to use you to effect a change in the world that is around you. Don't we understand? God is saying you got to make it out. You've got to come out the cave. You've got to come out of the house. You've got to come out the den. And even when the, the disciples were there, they were locked um, after the Lord Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. They were locked in the house for fear the bible says for fear of the jews they were so afraid but while they were there jesus came on the inside and he said to them peace be unto you be not afraid why do you say that because boys you gotta get out of here you gotta make it out of this you've got to come back from that but we've been so afraid of strife we've been so afraid of being talked about of being embarrassed and, and talked down to we've been so afraid of being criticized and and put down and and being ridiculed and being mocked we've been so afraid that we've stuck, we've we've been stuck in our our homes, stuck in our caves hidden away and the best gifts of God are still hidden away in places that you don't know about, there is deliverance that are stuck up in in the projects that are stuck in a one one bedroom apartment or that's stuck in a little box under a bridge, they're there because they were afraid to stand up to their enemy but God said I'm I'm gonna use you now. I'm gonna use you now. And he's calling you out the cave. He's calling you out of that situation. He's calling you out of that bad relationship. He's calling you out and saying, I'm going to use you, and my glory is gonna come upon you and it's gonna shock the world. Hallelujah. It's going to shock the world. The things that God has in you, you have not even seen it yet. Hallelujah. This is why when the angel came to uh came to Gideon there's further on down, he called the angel called Gideon, thou thou mighty uh, man of valor. Gideon didn't recognize what what do you mean mighty man of valor? He said I'm the least of my kindred. I'm the least in my father's house. I'm poor. I don't have anything. What do you mean I'm a mighty man of valor? Understand something. God speaks those things that be not even as though they were. God has a an overall view. He can see the beginning of your life and the ending of your life in one glance, in one glance. We as human beings have what's called linear linear vision in linear vision it's kind of like watching a parade we're standing on the standing on the sidelines and we can see when the parade begins and we see it coming and we see the different floats we can see the Mickey Mouse float the tunnel duck float we can see the Spider-Man float as they go by and that's how we see things we see them as they come and pass that's why we say some things in your life you're going to see them come to pass it's going to come and pass but God is able to look at He's. able able to look at the entire parade route uh in one glance he sits up high like he's in a helicopter and he can see the beginning of the parade and the ending of the parade just like he can see the beginning of your life and the ending of your life and he already knew what Gideon was going to do for him because he already knows whether you're going to commit to him or not and so he calls you he calls you your ending and not where you are he calls you what you will be and not what you are today he calls you what's gonna happen instead of where you are that's why he calls you rich hallelujah that's why he calls you prosperous that's why he calls you wealthy and healthy that's why he says that you're more than enough now but we look in the mirror and say God are you talking to me he said I made you a son so and so didn't make you a son I made you a son I put mega in your loins hallelujah I gave you unusual things and you will raise up and do awesome things hallelujah don't you know God has the ability to turn your pain into pleasure your message rather he's able to take your, your message or, or your ministry and, uh, and, and take that thing to the world he's able to pick, take the trash in your life and make it into treasure God can do this for you and you'll see him do this in you mightily but you got to come out the cave turn to your neighbor and tell him I gotta get out I gotta make it out turn to him and tell him I gotta make it out I got to make it out this cave. I got to make it out this fear. I'm tired of being embarrassed. I got to make it out. I don't care what these Midianites do to me. I don't care what they say to me. But it's time for me to leave this cave. It's time for me to leave this poverty. This obscurity. And it's time for me to believe what God's going to say. And God's going to do. Hallelujah. Somebody is going to make a decision today. That I'm going to live for the Lord. I'm going to live for the Lord. And I'm going to return his investment. Hallelujah. And if it it Mean to die on the cross, then I'll die on the cross to serve him. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to make a decision. I'm no longer going to be put down or or put away, but I'm coming forth and great things are going to happen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. I'm telling you. Give somebody a high five and tell him I'm making it out. I'm making it out. out. I'm coming 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 out. I'm telling you. And so here we see here in verse number two, it says again that the, that the children of Israel made themselves, they, made their, they, they left their homes, they left their houses, and they began to live in caves, to live well beneath their privileges because of fear. Because of fear, they decided to stay right where they were. Living well beneath their means, they stayed in, they decided to hide because of something that someone would say or do to them. They decided to hide because they didn't want to be embarrassed, they didn't want to be criticized, they didn't want to be ostracized, they didn't want to be mocked, they didn't want to be disappointed. And that's one thing that we're afraid of, so many are afraid of of being disappointed We know what happened before. We knew how we used to be before. And if someone would ask you to do something, you would instantly say, well, I don't know, uh, because, you know, I know how I am and that's a great opportunity and all. But, you know, I just can't see myself doing that. But understand, you are evaluating yourself from the past. You are evaluating what you have done, but you haven't seen the great things that God's about to do in you, that he's preparing for you because your eyes haven't seen it yet. Your ears haven't heard it yet. Neither has it been entered into your heart, the things that God has prepared in you, prepared for you, prepared for God, prepared for those that love him. Are you with me? I'm telling you, there is greatness on the inside of you right now. Not there is gonna be. Not maybe. I'm telling you, there is a sound from heaven right now that is coming to you in your cave, in your circumstance, in your situation. That says, "Come out, come out, come out." It's kind of like coasting or or, or trying to um, coax a a. Hey, what's that thing a groundhog out of his hole come on out come on groundhog come on come on come on or oh, the or oh, the the head of a turtle out of a shell come on i got a leaf for you come on come on come on come out and you're going to see god begin to do that as he's coaxing you out of your cave hallelujah because there is greatness inside of you right Now I'm not telling you there will be There might be I'm telling you there is Hallelujah Greatness in you right now And God's coaxing you out Pulling you out for greater things You're going to make it Hallelujah And you're going to see that you're more than what you were before Hallelujah You're going to see Look at your hands from them Look at your hands These are hands that God's going to deliver Hallelujah These are hands that will lay hands on the sick And see them recover These are healing hands Hallelujah shout hallelujah. hallelujah that hallelujah that you just heard is the voice that God will use to speak to the nations hallelujah you're assigned to speak to the nations it may not be in China but it may be to the nation that's next door of your house hallelujah it may not be in Brazil but it may be to the nation that's on the other side of the parking lot God's going to use you say it God's going to use me turn to your name and tell him God's going to use you I'm telling you, it is your destiny, but you've got to make a commitment. You've got to decide, I'm going to do this. I don't care what, who says what, I don't care what happens. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a commitment. And if God be for you, who can be against you? And I'm telling you today that God is for you. You're going to make it out. Hallelujah. You're going to make it out. I'm mean, here to encourage you today. You're going to make it out. Things will not always be this way. And you'll see that God will prosper you even in a time of famine. God has the ability to prosper you. Just ask Joseph. Hallelujah. Whom God prospered and rose to power even in the time of economic disaster. And I'm telling you now, even in this country, even in this climate... There are still people that have money. What depression is, is that uh, money has not left the scene, but money has just shifted to fewer hands. But God has made a way and can make a way and is making a way even for you now for that money to begin to shift to you. But it will not be shifted to the unproductive. Hear me, it will not be shifted to the unproductive. We can no longer wait on the sidelines, wait in the cave, and wait on God to do something. I'm telling you what God's doing now. He's speaking to you and telling you, it's time to move. It's time to move. It's time to get up, and it's time to get out, because greater things are happening. It's time to come out the cave. It's time to revisit those old dreams it's time now. It's time to go to the nursing homes. It's time to go to the prisons. It's time to make yourself known. It's time. It's time. But you say, but Lord, if I go, I'm going to stutter and stammer. Well, stutter and stammer. But Lord, if, if, if I go, they're going to laugh. Well, let them laugh. But you go. But Lord, that Goliath is so big and all I got is a little strap and a rock. Go. That's enough and I will deliver you with that. Hallelujah. Don't you know that what you have is more than enough uh the the uh, the uh, 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 Elisha came to the woman that just had a a pot of oil in her house, and Elisha asked her, Well, what do you have? All I have is this little bit here that's enough, and more than enough to sustain you and to get you out of your debt. That little bit that you have uh, is more than enough that God can use to deliver you, so don't despise the small things." Hallelujah. Don't despise even the weak things because God would take the weak things or the foolish things to confound the wise. Hallelujah. And if you're foolish today, you're in a good position because God can you because God can use you. If you're weak, he'll make you strong. Are you with me? I'm telling you, you are the one. Don't look for another. It's you. You are the one who will bring change. Don't look for another. It's you. But that's the problem we've been waiting in the cave so long for god to send somebody else it's you that he's going to use it's you stop looking for other people to solve your problems it's you god's going to use you to do it but you've got to take a risk you've got to take a chance and believe god come out the cave come out the cave hallelujah turn to your neighbor and tell him come out the cave we got to come out the cave It's time. And now, now look at verse three, and we may stop here today. Look at verse number three. Now, this is this is so powerful. Hear this. It says, "And so it was. Here were the conditions that the people of God lived under. And so it was when Israel had sown, that is, they put their seed in the ground, and actually harvest came up. When they had sown." That the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the East, even they came up against them. They refused to let them prosper. When the children of God sown, when they had sown, when they planted seed for their prosperity to feed their families, these devils began to come up against them. When they tried to go forward, these devils came up. And this is what's been happening in many of your lives. You've tried to move forward, but here comes a devil coming up. You've tried to move forward, but here comes a devil coming up. Every time when they sold, here comes the enemy. Look at verse 4. And they encamped, they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth. They destroyed it. Think about that. There's grain coming up. There's wheat coming up. There's provision coming up. And just as soon as it comes up, here comes these enemies. It's not, the Bible didn't say they came up to eat it. It said they came up to destroy it. They didn't want it. They just didn't want, they didn't want you to have it. Are you with me? Enemy doesn't care about your house. He doesn't want you to have it. And so these things are coming up, and this is the oppression that they're living under now. It seems like every, so they would say in their homes, every time I start to do something, seems like somebody always come up and criticize and talk about it or tear it down. Every time I try to plant something, somebody comes along and takes it away. Every time I try to get ahead in life, it seems like somebody always come in to destroy it, to mess it up. So I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. And this is the condition that they were in. Every time they planted, every time when the harvest was supposed to be in, when when their harvest was scheduled, the enemy came in and devoured it and destroyed it. And so they stayed in poverty. Look at verse 6. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. But at the end of verse 6, they decided, I'm not going to take this anymore. And it says, and Israel and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. A cry was heard from inside the cave. A cry was heard, Lord, deliver me. Because remember, God won't change anything that you accept. He won't alter what you are tolerating. If you don't confront it, neither will he. Now this had been happening to them for about seven years. They were in their caves, taking the devil's mess, living from hand to mouth, never having anything. And it stayed that way until they cried out from in the cave. So sounds were heard heard from the cave up to heaven. And God sent them a word. And the word that it sent was, remember, I'm the one that delivered you. But you walked out on me, the Lord said. <laughs> you turned your back and you walked out on me. Because of that, this has happened to you. God didn't make it happen, but you became subject under the rule of those other gods. And what those other gods have uh, made their lives terrible, made it bad. They became subject to that Lord. Now remember, if you go into another country... Even as a United States citizen, you become subject to their laws. What they say over there, you may have some protection, but not much because you become subject to their laws. Over here, if you drive on the right side of the road, you're doing good. But if you go overseas, you drive down the right side of the road, you're going to hit somebody head on. And they're going to blame you because you are then subject to their laws. As long as you are here, you are subject to the law of God, the law of, of, of sowing and reaping, the law of prosperity, the law of peace. You are, you are subject to the law of faith when you're here. But when you decide to leave the Lord and go over there, you become subject to their laws. And what is over that place will then rain down upon you. And so they cried out to God, God, we're sorry, please receive us again. We repent. And the very first thing that God does uh, as they cried out, he sent them a, a reminder that he had the power to deliver them. He said, I brought you out of those things. I have the power to do this, but you walk from me. And the next thing it does, he anoints a man of God. He anoints a deliverer. In this case, it is Gideon. And in your life, it is you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You don't need to wait for somebody to come and lay hands on you and speak over you. You're the holdup. The reason that you're in the cave is because of you. If you stay in the cave after this, it's because of you. Don't blame the devil. It's you. It's because you've accepted what's happening. But Gideon got mad. And we'll get to this some other time. Gideon got mad. Mad. And he decided to receive a change. He needed a change. And your anger... The anger that you have over your condition is always followed by deliverance. Because first you've got to get mad before it will change. You say, I'm tired of this house. I'm tired of this old furniture. I'm tired of these old clothes. I'm, I'm tired of this car. I'm, 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 I'm tired of this job. I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. You're getting angry. You're getting angry. You're getting angry. You're getting stirred up. And before before you can be brought up, God has to stir you up. Before you will confront the enemy, you have to be stirred. And some of you are stirred to anger. You are so angry over the present condition. Now, now you're in position to change it. But if you're comfortable in it, it will never change. What I'm telling you today is that you've got to make it out. Because you are someone else's Blessing. You, what you carry is someone else's blessing. What you carry is someone else's deliverance. You hold someone else's answer. Someone right now is holding money that belongs to you. Someone right now is holding money that belongs to you. Some of you are catching that. I don't know. Someone right now is holding money that belongs to you. But because of fear of loss. They th- they say, well, if I give them this $1,000, if I give them that 10000 that $100,000, then I'll have that less. Someone is holding your car. Someone is holding the title deed to a house. But because of fear, they are holding it back. Fear holds back the blessing. Just like they're holding yours, you are holding someone else's. Say, well, if I say something to them, they may not like me anymore. But if you say something to them, that word will bring deliverance in their lives. They may not want to hear it, but that word will bring change. But because of fear, you hold it. And because of fear, they hold it. But what would happen if we begin to release what God said? And really begin to believe that we are more than we think that we are. And begin to pursue it, pursue after God. You'll find that when you release, they release. It's a law. It's a law. When you let go of the gifting, they let go of the gifting. But as long as you hold to the gift, they hold to the gift. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But today, you must make a decision. You must decide. I will release the gift of God. I will pursue God. I'm coming out of this cave. I gotta make it out. Today you have to make that confession. I've got to got to make it out. I got to make it out i can not stay in the same condition anymore. I can't stay around dead relationships. i got to make it out. You've got to make that confession. I've got to make it out. I've got to make it out. Things have got to change. You've got to make that confession. I've got to make it out of this. I've got to make it out of this. I can't stay around all this deadness, all this frustration, all this aggravation, all this stress on my life all the time. I've got to make it out of here. I've got to make it out of here. This should be your new mantra. I've got to make it out. 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 And then it'll change you. I'm gonna make it out i'm gonna make it out and then it'll change you i've made it out change will come and change comes when you change and not a minute before i pray you've heard the word of god today if you have give the lord a mighty hand of praise remember if you would like to hear more about our ministry just log on to kingdomrock.org that's kingdomrock.org